What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast for Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. And I'm Chip, I'm your host, and thank you so much for listening today. If you're new listening, thank you so much for joining us as well. If you'd like to share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Pandora. If you want to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So please do me a favor, hit subscribe and support the show so you don't miss any more episodes. And on today's episode, it is now time to build your team for the rest of the season, starting with the week two waiver wires. Uh, this is what we're talking about today. I'm going to give you my top uh, my top waiver wire pickups for week two. But what a crazy... Let's talk about the Monday Night Football game. I just stopped, I just ended the game, and um, now I'm doing the podcast. So it just ended. Crazy finish. Uh, Zay Jones with that last-minute touchdown. Uh, that was a crazy game. I mean, it was... Baltimore really early, and then they just continued just to kind of grind it out and grind it out. And they had that play to to Brian Edwards, uh, but he was kneels down, and then the interception happens, and the then Lamar Jackson fumbles the ball. The Bears get the ball back. They try to kick a field goal, delay a game, pushes it back, and they throw the deep ball to Zay Jones for the win. I mean, crazy Monday night game. The way to a good way to end the week one. Um, schedule unfortunately if you listen to the podcast yesterday i have my street got broken by our commissioner he beat me by like six points so uh it's the first time i've lost in over a year but it is what it is um can't win them all uh i mean i guess you could because i did last year but uh it's not gonna happen this year but that's all good we'll just continue to build our team and see if we can make a, a a comeback next week with the win and go from there right you're not gonna you know, you're not going to be able to always go undefeated. Um, so let's jump right into it then. So let's talk about the waiver wire pickups. Um, you know, this is going to be, it's a pretty decent list. I think uh, I picked a lot of the guys I think most people are picking um, when it comes to their top picks. But I think that these guys on my list are guys that can contribute. They may not be guys that are going to be that, that, you know, league winner type of guy. Um, but I do think that they could contribute from a week, you know, week to week basis based on streaming and all that stuff. Um, so starting with the quarterback position, the, the really the biggest name on here that I'm going to choose is going to be James Winston. I think James Winston, he, you know, he's 35% owned, but if you look what he did yesterday, or I'm sorry, on Sunday, you know, it is, you know, uh, he's very fishy. He was very fishy. He only had 148 yards passing he had five touchdown passes. You know, if you look at what matchup he has next week, they play the Panthers. You know, the Panthers, you know, they played well against Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson still had two touchdowns. You know, he had, he had over 250 yards passing. So I think, obviously, Jameis Winston, the Saints offense, is better than the Jets. So I think that that's going to be um, something that you can take in consideration in streaming Jameis Winston. Now, if you're in a 10- or 12-team league, you know, you're probably you probably have better options out there, but we've seen Jameis Winston being a really good fantasy quarterback. He's not you know necessarily a good NFL quarterback, but from a fantasy standpoint, if the team is down, garbage time, all that stuff, he's a guy that will put up points, even though he makes a lot of mistakes, like he did when he started with the Bucks a couple of years ago. He was in the thirty for thirty club, um, but I do think that with Sean Payton, the offense is a little it's catered differently around Jameis Winston. So I think James Winston will be a fine stream this week if you really need. Now, if you're in a 16-team league, you're probably uh, gonna st- you're going to start James Winston. But if you're in a 10 to 12-team league, I mean, unless you're in a two-quarterback league, I think there's uh, you can probably uh, 
look at what's better out there. And, you know, Jimmy Smith's probably going to have a, a, a favorable matchup, so you might be a guy that you can stream. Um, and then going to the running back position. So I got three guys on this list. The biggest name is Elijah uh, Mitchell. He is the running back for the San Francisco 49ers. He's the one who uh, took over the rushing when Raheem Mostert went down. Now, he's only 2% owned. On Sunday, he went nine, he had 19 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown. The news came out on Monday that Raheem Mostert is going to miss about eight weeks due to a knee injury. And then the only the only the only caveat about this is that we know that Trey Sermon they drafted him. He was a healthy scratch on Sunday. However, because now that Raheem Mostert is out, does that now give some avenue to Trey Sermon to be able to now get some playing time and show what he can do? And whatnot. So I, I think Elijah Mitchell will be the guy that will get the start. But Kyle Shanahan always plays a hot hand. So you can spend, you know, majority of your fab on Elijah Mitchell. I think he's a must add type of guy. But I think that you got to be careful how much you're spending because, you know, it is going to be for at least eight weeks. But it could happen where Trey Sermon comes out and blows up or Jermichael Hasty or something like that. And you spend all that money on on one guy. Um, this is kind of like last year when when uh, a lot of people dropped Naheem or they dropped a lot of money on Naheem Hines and he did nothing. People dropped him and then, um, you know, it was just one of those ebbs and flows with him all year long. So we'll see what happens with Elijah Mitchell, but he's definitely a, a guy to add. Then I got Kenneth uh, Gainwell. He's the backup running back for the Eagles. He is 6% owned. Uh, on Sunday, he had nine carries for 37 yards and a touchdown. Then he added two receptions for six yards. So if you always want to look like what you know, Miles Sanders is not a full time back. He gets the majority of the time, but it just seems like they don't they won't give full time to Miles Sanders, even though Miles Sanders is a decent runner and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, what, we, what was interesting about this on on Sunday is that Boston Scott never he didn't he he wasn't active for this game, so that means Kenneth Gainwell has the inside you know backup position. So I think that he's definitely a guy that we've seen it, you know, last year, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, that they like using two running backs. So Gainwell could give you some opportunity for a flex based on matchup by week, fill in all that stuff. So he definitely would be a cheaper ad if he's not already rostered. Um, I know he's rostered in, in my main league. Sorry, check that. But so that's one guy. And my last guy is Carlos Hyde. So Carlos Hyde, he is 15% owned. On Sunday, he had nine carries for 44 yards, and he gave you another two receptions for 14 yards. So he led the Jags in rushing attempts, which was interesting based on James Robinson, you know, being the guy that he was last year. But I know it's a new regimen. I knew Urban. I know Urban Meyer had you know coach Carl Sides. There's more of a connection there, and James Robinson is just a guy that was there. But I don't. Know, I don't. I don't really. I honestly don't like this pickup. I, I mean, I understand if you need some depth, and I think you want to have a guy that could possibly be the lead runner for that team. But I'm still going to believe that James Robinson has showed enough in his season, his rookie season last year that they should give him a little more opportunity uh, to play. But it's all about you know the 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 game script, and they probably have certain packages for Carlos Hyde and James Robinson, and it just happens to be how efficient you are with those packages. So we'll end up seeing, but I think Carlos Hyde can be a, a pretty cheap ad as well. Now going to the wide receiver position, uh, my my first guy on here is Tim Patrick. Um, he's one percent owned, so he's a receiver for the Denver Broncos. Now that Jerry Judy has went down, um, I think that Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler are two guys that you could add. I would prefer Tim Patrick because we've seen more consistency consistency with him. But still, I mean, you got you know you got already Cortland Sutton. 
You got Noah Fant. So Tim Patrick, you know, this is a guy that you could add and stash and see what happens. And he's not a guy that you probably will start this week, but just at least have somebody on your, you know, on your roster just in case, you, you know, you have a, an injury in practice or, um, you know, he starts getting a little more playing time. He's already there on your team rather than, um, and a lot of, a lot of wave wire pickups too, is keeping other players from other league mates. Right. So, uh, I don't think he's a guy that you need to, to it's like a must add guy, but I think he's a guy that can contribute, especially in a PPR format. So Tim Patrick definitely is a guy that um, could be added. My second guy here on my wide receiver list is Christian Kirk. Now he's 8% owned. He had a pretty good game um, on Sunday. He had five catches for seven yards and two touchdowns on five targets. You know, now, it, now the, the question is to ask, is this the turning point for, for Christian Kirk. Now he's been a guy that a lot of people had hoped that he was going to break out at some point. He had a great game um, on Sunday against the Titans, but is it like, was it just because it was an easy matchup? Was it because they put all their efforts on stop, trying to stop John Hopkins, which did not happen, which freed up, you know, the, the rookie wide receiver, then Christian, you know, Christian Kirk. So one of those things is he, he's someone you can add. You could probably put in a, a, a $0 bid or a dollar bid on him. You get him, see what happens. A guy that you can just stash on your bench just in case. But um, just a, just a, an option there for wide receiver. Uh, now my third guy is Sterling Shepard. Now he's thirty one percent owned. Um, so if he's available in your league, he's probably he's probably a guy that I would add the most. Uh, he had seven catches for one hundred thirteen yards and a touchdown on nine targets. So I think Sterling Shepard. He's been a very underrated slot wide receiver. Uh, when he's healthy, he's consistent, and I think he and he always produces. So I think that. That's the one thing is that the the Jets, I'm sorry, the Giants have so many options for for pass catchers, including Saquon Barkley, is that people don't realize like the connection that Daniel Jones and Sterling Shepard have is a pretty legitimate one, and I think that we will continue to see consistency from those those two when it comes to Daniel Jones and the Sterling Shepard type of connection. So uh, he's a definitely a guy that he's he's usually probably drafted in most leagues. But he's a guy that people just tend to drop because he plays for the Giants. He's not really a big name, but he's definitely a, cons- he, a consistent PPR uh, wide receiver. Uh, and my next guy is uh, Nelson Aguilar. You know, he's 32% owned on Sunday against the Dolphins. He had five catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. He led the team with seven targets. You know, he's a guy that, um, you know, he he's he's pretty much the number one guy. They got Jacoby Myers as well, but... If you add on John New Smith and Henry, you know Hunter Henry, I think Nelson Aguilar he he's a he's a, he's a smaller and faster wide receiver. So I think that that gives opportunities based on packages for for him and you know Mac Jones needs to find needs to find a guy that he can you know connect with and trust and all that. As long as Nelson Aguilar does not drop the ball, um, he could be a, a pretty good add. I mean, he could be a flex against the Jets this week. I think that. That allows um, some possibilities there because of the matchup. Um, but like I said, this is the week week the week two waiver wires is really a hard um, waiver wire week because it's hard to figure out is all this stuff going to be consistent. We can go based on the snap count, the number of targets, and the rush attempts, and all that stuff. But a lot of these guys that we're we're talking about right now. I mean, there may be one or two guys that actually have legitimate chance of being on your roster for the rest of the season, but that's yet to be determined. That's why you don't, you know, you you don't, you know, blow your wad on a bunch of these guys right now. Um, 
But I'm sure there's going to be in the next couple of weeks, we're going to get more clarity. There'll be other guys like next week that we'll, we'll want to pick up. And then maybe these guys that we were talking about today are not, you know, are not brought up again. And, you know, it just all depends on, you know, the week. But right now, it's just trying to find a way to add some some good depth to your to your roster. And my last wide receiver I have here is Jalen Rager. You know, he was a guy that everyone was very, very high on. I was hiring him last year as a rookie. Couldn't stay healthy. But yesterday, I had a pretty good game. He had six catches for 49 yards and one touchdown. Um, he had six targets. So, you know, this is a guy that is fast. He's very talented. And I think that, you know, that's a good Devontae Smith with Jalen Rager is a very, you know, a very good um, young core wide receivers that could produce some pretty good numbers. But um, it's one of those things where it's all about competition. It's all about the game script. And the Falcons just looked awful on Sunday against the Eagles. So it just looked, you know, you know, that's how it looked. But I think Jalen Rager is a a decent uh, pickup as well. Now, last, let's move on to the tight end position. I got two guys here. My first, my first tight end is Cole Komet. You know, he's now owned in 28% of, of leagues. He had five catches for 42 yards and seven targets. You know, he is now the starter over Jimmy Graham. The thing that happened last year that Jimmy Graham would continue to get more snaps, but it was Cole Komet getting those those opportunities. He was on the field a lot more, and he just had he just had the the chances there and whatnot. So I think that. With the with the Andy Dahl and Justin Fields situation, I know that obviously because we had we had Allen Robinson had eleven targets on Sunday night, right? But I think that a tight end, a reliable tight end, is always going to be that safety net for a, a quarterback, especially a rookie quarterback. So I think that you'll continue to see consistency with Cole Komet. Um, now, obviously, there's going to be a matchup depending on you know who's playing, but but I think he's, he's a decent add right now. And my second guy is Jawan Johnson. He is the wide receiver that transitioned to tight end for the for the New Orleans Saints. Now he is six percent owned. Now the only thing about this, like I'm not saying he's a must add, but he's a guy that you want to try maybe monitor a little bit because uh, Adam Troutman is the guy that had more targets on Sunday, right? So Troutman had more targets, but then Johnson got the more looks in the red zone. He played more. He ran more routes. He's there on the field with more passing downs. So. That's the only thing about is like Trotman got the targets, but he was on the field less. But then Juwan Johnson had, you know, more of the red zone targets, he had the touchdowns and everything like that. So it's just one of those things. I don't think it's a must add, but it's like a wait and see approach. Like, do I just put like a a one dollar or zero dollar bid on him just to have him my on my bench and then have another tight end on my roster? Because more more than likely you have a tight end that's pretty good on your roster that's probably better. But at least put him on at least add him to see if he continues to be consistent. And then if he does, then he, this may be the guy that, that allows you to to have a really steady tight end because tight end's a crapshoot. You know, you got your Kittle, Kelsey, Dar- Darren Waller, and after that, it's up and down. So hopefully there will be more consistency with tight end this year. But if it's anything like like last year, you know, it's, it doesn't hurt you to pick up a, a Jawan Johnson. Um, so moving on to the defense. So I think the two defenses you can stream this week um, if you don't have any of the top defenses, I think you can you can play the Browns versus the Texans and then the Saints versus the Panthers. I think that, you know, if you look at what the Saints did against the Pack or against the Packers, now either the Packers were just completely hot garbage yesterday or on Sunday, or they're just or the Saints are just good enough on defense where they're able to manipulate the the field enough to be able to get Aaron Rodgers off his mark and all that stuff. Um but 
anyways, the, the the Panthers don't have the same talent as the Packers. So I think, you know, other than outside of like, obviously Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, um, I feel like the Saints have a good enough um, defense to be able to do, have a pretty good fancy outings. I think there's two guys, you, two defenses you can stream. So um, those are my top waiver wire pickups. In review for quarterback, I got Jameis Winston. For running back, I got Elijah Mitchell, Kenneth Gainwell, Carlos Hyde. For wide receiver, I got Tim Patrick, Christian Kirk, Sterling Shepard, Nelson Aguilar, and Jalen Rager. And at tight end, I got Cole Komet and Juwan Johnson. And for my defenses to stream this week, I I have the Browns and the Saints. So that is it today for the waiver wire pick uh, show. And you know, thank you so much for listening today. You know, please like, comment, and share on the podcast on the YouTube channel. It really helps with the, the growth of the channel. Um, and now on Thursday, I will have my 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 previews for all the games for the week and all my starts and sits for the week. So don't don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss that episode. And if you want to see us or follow us on, on uh, social media, we're on Instagram at Gridiron Fantasy Football. We're at the Gridiron Pod on Facebook and Twitter. So follow us on those platforms. So have a great day. I hope you guys won this week. And you know, be smart with your fab budget. Don't try to blow your wad on one player. But be smart. Get the guys that are going to help your team um, and, and go from there. All right? So we will see you on.